Hey, Mama, I seem to have lost my phone number. How about if I borrow yours? What? I, I know you're not from Tennessee, but you're the only 10 I see. You know, babe, it is such a good thing we've been dating for a long time now. Really? Why is that? <laughs> you would be so rejected. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Shrouded Mountaintop Headquarters of X and Y Communications. It's X and Y on the Fly with your hosts, Scott McKay and Emily Grillo. Episode 14, everyone. My name is Scott McKay. This is X and Y on the Fly. We're coming at you from the X and Y Communications Podcasting Network. I am your host, and with me as always is the lovely and talented Emily Grillo. Hello, everyone. Tonight's podcast is going to be called How to Let Someone Down Easy. Or not so easy. Oh, you guys, you all women are so rude. You're going to tell me you just want to reject guys and make them feel so bad about it? I think we're very kind. You all just don't understand us. Well, then where are you coming from with the or not so easy bit? Uh, it depends. Some of you all just don't get it. Some of us don't get it. All right. So let's say we're going to start our episode tonight talking about Guys who get it versus guys who don't get it and how women treat them. Oh, yeah. If you come at me ten times, I'm eventually going to have to tell you, get lost. If guys just don't get the message the first time subtly, you're going to have to resort to some more not-so-subtle means? The third, the fourth, the tenth, whatever. What would would you say the percentage of guys who don't get it the first time is? Mm, At least half. At least half? Do you think they just really, really like you and they're really hoping for a chance, or do you think they're that dense? I don't know. I assume they're that dense. I hope they're that dense. <laughs> you hope they're that dense? I don't know. You hope 50% of the guys <laughs> you meet are that dense. You know, I mean, the, what else would explain it? What else would explain it? Um, well, I don't know. I'm not that dense, so I don't really have a comeback for that one. Tell me about your male population. About my male population? Well, obviously, we do this podcast and we write about things because there's always room for improvement. I don't think... Most men go up to women trying to be rude and trying to do the silly, crazy pickup lines like we, like we made fun of at the beginning. And I, my opinion is women usually aren't rude on the way back. No, we're generally not rude. It's just kind of interesting that some of y'all just do not get the hint and just keep coming at us over and over and over again. Oh, I think you're just a little punchy because there's a scorpion in the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and eat it, by the way. I have not killed it yet. I tried, Okay. Just for the benefit of those listening, we um, have a scorpion loose in the room we're doing the podcast in. We live in South Texas where, you know, hey, these things happen every once in a while. I beat the heck out of this thing. And my feet are up off the floor on these chairs. I am not touching this ground. I'm not taking quite such drastic measures. But the truth of the matter is I took my shoe off and I pounded this little turkey into into oblivion. Yeah, well, he faded into oblivion, as Mike Tyson would say. Went poof. Well, where he belongs. And I hit this thing with the heel of my shoe hard enough to embed it into the carpet, and it disappeared. It disappeared into thin air, kind of like women do when you give them cheesy pickup lines like that. Or how we wish men would. (laughs) (laughs) If the shoe fits, or if the shoe pounds you in the carpet, wear it. Is that the way it's going here? Yeah. Well... 
let's talk about some ways that if you are being approached by someone and you're not interested, how should you go about letting the person know you're just not interested without completely killing their self-esteem, damaging their ego, and making them never want to approach another woman again? Because, I mean, you know, a lot of guys in particular are horrified of approaching women. Why? Because we see these commercials and these television shows where the guy does, you know, hey, baby, did it hurt from when you fell down from heaven because you look like an angel? And the woman looks at him and says, dork, and like pushes her ice cream in his face or throws her drink at him or something. Well. That's why guys are afraid to approach women like this. Well, that's, I, I, I can't say I comprehend that because I never, you know, I'm not, from the male perspective and hadn't approached women with these lines. But I have been approached with some pretty cheesy lines. In your opinion, I imagine, would be if a guy approaches me with a cheesy line, he deserves whatever he gets. I'd rather he approaches me with an honest of himself. You know, skip the cheesy lines and just say, hi, my name is. And what happens when that happens? Uh, depends. Well, I'll tell you what happens when that happens to me. What? Usually the women say hi back. And I have a pretty friendly conversation. Just like we talked about on another podcast where I approached a woman I thought I knew, who it turns out was, was a mistaken identity. And she just turned around, tossed her hair, and started talking and flirting. And it's because I had no fear of rejection. I mean, I know this woman. In this case, my thought process was that she was a friend of the girl I was dating at, at the time. And, and you know, I, I mean, clearly she was a little bit, a little bit interested. Right. And what's interesting about that scenario is if you go to a woman or someone to approach me and say, hi, my name is, I would have normally carried a conversation. If I'm interested, I continue the conversation. If I'm not, I make sure the conversation's short and I move on to something else. How do you do that? Um, How do you make the conversation short and demonstrate to guys that you're not interested? How do you do it? How do you go about it? Well... Most women in general, or I should say myself, would do it very subtly. We will, your body language will become very blocked, very square. We will make an excuse to excuse ourselves to another area of wherever we are, uh, to dismiss ourselves from the situation. If a woman does that, clearly know that she's not interested. So if I try to make a conversation with a woman, and she chooses not to carry that conversation, obviously, that's a very clear sign she's not interested. That's a clear sign she's not interested. And you would say to those who are listening to the podcast, interested in letting someone down easy, that's a good way to do so. Yes. Now, sometimes that doesn't always work. Some people think, well, she's, you know, whatever excuse we used was a legitimate excuse, and then she went off to sit with her friends. I heard, I heard a buh something come out of your mouth. <laughs> Like she's itchy with a capital B. She's itchy with a capital B. You know, she went to go sit with her friends. Obviously, she's here to be with them. So the next chance she gets to be by herself, I'll get to go and maul her and go see her again and Ugh. make another attempt to... My skin is crawling on your behalf, and I'm going to die. <laughs> I have one guy who just went and stopped to where my friend told him to get the hell away from me. And you know, that has to happen sometimes, doesn't it? She kept telling me I need to be rude and assertive and just tell him to... Just to Get away. Now, if a woman's friend comes to a guy and says, hey, look, get lost, is there any chance the guy's still going to keep trying, honestly? He did. That's horrible. He did, yeah. multiple times. Yeah, guys, if you're listening, or women, if you're listening, whoever's doing the pursuing here, which in and of itself is a horrible thought. But it's rare. 
I hope. I hope it's rare, too. But people who are doing pursuing like that, if her friend comes to you and tells you to get lost, look, you're being tag-teamed. Get lost. It's time to stop. Yes, find somebody else. You, save your efforts. Oh, that's just so horrible. Now, the other thing I was wanting to touch base on, which is a bigger reason why we started this podcast, yep. is because earlier last week I was asked by a friend of mine how when you go on a date and things are not, you're not clicking, you're not feeling you're not the feeling vibe. It, right. It's just, how, it ain't there. It ain't happening. You're how do you, <laughs> you know, as much as you want it to, how do you let this person down easy? How do you let them know you're not interested? Do you not call them? Do you email them and say, hi, I had a great time? Oh, you don't want to say that because you didn't have a great time. Or, or can you have a great time and still not be feeling it? Can you truly do the just be friends thing? I've had lots of great dates and not felt it. Are you friends with these people? No. No. Okay. Personally, especially when you go online dating and people just aren't who they say they are, I have heard lots of perfectly sound logic that says if someone shows up for a date who you have been talking to online and they just misrepresented themselves in whatever way, the person meeting such a person would have every reasonable right to say, hey, look, you know what? You misrepresented yourself. This date is over. What do you think about that? I've never experienced that, but I say the closest thing we Yeah, had... well, you were online for, what, three weeks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got all so That easy. opportunity never happened to me. I was always warned about it. But I will say that when we were planning our wedding, we were told to go visit a place, and we were given certain expectations, and it was totally the opposite. Right. And you explained that to me as that's how it feels to go on a date. You expect something, and it didn't happen. Well, come to think of it, I ended that particular engagement right there. Very abruptly, yeah, yes. I said, well, I think in a business situation, it's a little different. No, I ha- how I did feel- I handle it? Oh, you were trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. Well, this was also a guy-to-a-guy transaction. The guy drove us out there 20 miles only to tell us when we got there he didn't really have our date ready for us. Right. Well, that's a little different. That kind of harkens back to what I wrote about in my newsletter today about planning weddings, which is just ridiculous. If you want to hear a podcast about that, overwhelm us with emails, and, well, maybe we'll rethink it. But for now, we're doing the podcast instead about what the topic of the day is, which is letting somebody down easy. When I go on a date with somebody who is someone I had met online, and she misrepresented herself horribly, my feeling is, you know what, I just do not want to, I don't know if it's too self-important or whether I'm genuinely a really good person. But I would suspect most guys are like me. We don't want to hurt the woman's feelings. We don't want to say, hey, look, you know what, you said you were a few pounds overweight or you were average. I've seen dairy cows who weigh less than you. And you just don't want to say that. I haven't met anybody who would do that, but... Oh, I know I know it's happened a lot. And, and, and I know people who would say that, that the people who get that treatment deserve it for lying. But I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea to make friends with people, even if you're not attracted to them. And I've had women who I just met immediately and went, hey, you know what, this isn't going to happen to myself. But I, I went in, bought dinner, paid for it, made the woman laugh hysterically the whole time, had a good time and said, hey, you know what, I, I, I really think we had fun tonight. I don't know if we're a match or not, but, um, uh, you know, let's just it was be nice friends. to meet you. Yeah, let's just be friends. I've given the women the JBF talk. The JBF talk can be a real insult, and guys just don't like hearing it. 
because you know it's never really it's never really sincere but it seems to me when you meet someone on an online date or on an, on a blind date and you're not really into them you only have two choices don't you either blow them off or say let's just be friends you really do you can either say i don't like you or you can say let's just be friends and you know what let me tell you something one time i went out on a date online and the woman misrepresented herself so badly that it really just wasn't even close i I was what 38 at the time and she said she was about my age 37 38 she showed up on the date and i kid you not i'm dealing with june carter cash (laughs) if that woman underestimated her age by 15 years i would have been shocked and she had that complexion that smokers have that kind of turns their face into leather and the voice and the teeth that go with it. She just was a three-pack a day. And she said she didn't smoke, you know, and there's just no way this woman didn't smoke. You can just, it's written all over her face, literally. And, you know, I tried to be nice about it, but I was literally repulsed by this woman, you know. And, uh, you know, she was all dressed for the date. So how did you turn her down? Well, I, I went through the whole date. And, you know, it's funny because she went to the men's room – or. Sorry, Freudian slip. She went to the ladies' room, I presume, and the waiter asked me if my mom wanted another beer. She was <laughs> downing 23-ounce beers, like, go, 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 you know, shine her box, one after the other. I was like, wow. Like, this woman is a total fish. I mean, not only is she 15, 20 years older than she said she was going to be, she's like an alcoholic. I mean, the, the date was a total disaster, okay? At the end of it, we walked out the door, and I said, okay, well, good night. Ouch. I didn't walk her to her car. I didn't want to have to, like, be in the predicament of some awkward situation where she would think I was going to kiss her or something. And that thought just still, like, gives me the heebie-jeebies right now. She probably thought you were going to kiss her then anyway. Oh, forget it. It wasn't going to happen. So anyway, I get home, and I have this email waiting for me. Just brutal. I mean, just slathered with invective. She says, well, you know what, obviously you didn't like me, and if you don't like a woman like me, you just can't handle me, and you must just be gay, and you need to go find yourself a little boy to hang out with. And it was just horrible. And I I wasn't rude to this woman. See, this is why women are afraid to be rude to men, or why we're afraid to tell you we're not interested. It's because sometimes we get that response. Well, my feeling after a date like that, honestly, is I should have just told her from the get-go, hey, look, you know what? It's not going to work. Because she would have treated me the same way. True. But you know what? Going back and looking at it, I don't think I would have handled it any differently because then I would have had to have taken some of the blame. Some of the onus, as it were, would have been on me for being rude to her. And I don't want to be rude to her. I want to let her down easy. But a fact of life is sometimes one person is going to be attracted to someone and the person isn't going to reciprocate. Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn how to handle that. You've got to learn how to recognize that, which is going into this podcast. I didn't even think about that part, being a guy, you know. But how do you, not only do do you let someone down easy, but how do you make sure you recognize when someone's trying to be good to you who isn't attracted back? That's a good question, and that's one worthy of attention. Well, you know what my thing is? I I believe that if you deserve what you want, you're not going to be rejected much anyway. Right. If you are, you saved yourself a lot of time. That's right. I think that's the most important takeaway from this entire podcast 
is, you know, if you approach people with integrity, with unconditional love, guys, if you're like a man who is masculine, if you're confident in himself, if you're a man who's confident in himself, if you carry yourself with some class, if you know how to make a woman safe instead of being feel, made to feel creeped out, you know, last week we talked about things that creep us out. I don't think you're going to hear rejection. And I think you're going to have a lot more women than not who are interested in talking to you and potentially attracted. What do you think? I think you're right. Now, going back to saving yourself some time, I was thinking, you know, there was, you know, times where I, I wasn't interested. In, there's Anytime you go on a, on a date, you want to see if there's that chemistry. Right. Because that's still important, no matter if people believe in it or not. You have to click. And I know I've been on dates where I wish I could make that click because <laughs> I've dated some great people. And you wished you were digging them and you just I weren't. wish I was digging them. I really did. And I actually, in most cases, would, you know, let it go and not date them anymore. There was one instance where I went on two or three, four dates that I've lost count where I really tried forcing, forcing it to work. It never did. Just weren't feeling it. Ultimately, I got that call that I just cringed, and he said, okay, Emily, be honest with me. What's going on here? And then I had to go, you feel that pain in your gut go, ooh. How do I tell this person I'm just not feeling it? Yeah, especially after numerous dates. The longer it goes, the harder it is. I wish I'd been more upfront in the very beginning. So the truth of the matter is the best time to reject someone, if you're going to reject them, is right at the front. Certainly. I mean, if it's time to reject someone and you don't think it's going any further, do it now, please. You know, I was very relieved when I did tell them, look, or told him. I just <laughs> told not, all of them. <laughs> told, it Five was just the one. Yeah. I told him I wasn't feeling it. The click, I, I wanted it to, but it just wasn't feeling it. The nice thing is he told me he felt the same. I don't know if he was just saying it to be nice to me or to, you know, whatever, but or if he was really, truly sincere in what he said, but it was a relief to me. It's just you don't know how people are going to react. Therefore, it wasn't a big issue. It wasn't a big issue. So here we have this podcast where we're talking about how to let someone down easy. And we see that really all you have to do, if you're the one who's doing the rejecting, is have some integrity about it. Be honest, but say something to the effect that really it's not necessarily a cut on the other person. You're saying, look, I'm just not feeling it. I'm saying, I don't think we're a match. There's not an insult in either one of those terms, is there? No, there's not. That, I thought that was, it was a relief to me. It was the first time I actually realized, because before that, I would just simply not call you or answer your phone calls. And, and, and guys are famous, by the way, for just not calling a woman or talking to her ever again. Yeah, I had a great time. I thought this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll talk <laughs> to you again real soon. I'll be calling you then. Good air. That goes back to, if he's not calling you, he's not interested. Same thing with the woman. She's not calling you. She's just not interested. And that's just such an easy way out. Yeah, because nobody has to actually deal with another human being. But every once in a while you come to a situation where you have to deal with a human being. Well, wait a second. You know what? I think another human being should be acknowledged and dealt with. I don't think you, a guy or a woman should ever just leave someone hanging like that. I think that's rude. It is rude, but, you know, sometimes it seems to be the easiest way out. Well, I can kind of see that, although I don't agree it's, the, it, it's a good way out. It may be the easiest way out. And guys are infamous, like I said, for wimping out in this way. 
But, you know, if we come full circle in this podcast about talking about how to let someone down easy, really the only thing we can do is show some integrity by being kind to someone, whether it's from the initial contact with that person in a bar or in the, in the Target or in the supermarket, or if we've been dating them for months, you know, we owe them some integrity. Yeah, that's the hardest thing they do. Well, you just, like we said, we never know how a person's going to respond. And that's can, the scary part, because in our mind, we're playing the most scariest scenarios that we're going to say we're not interested, and this person's going to come up with all kinds of excuses of why we should keep dating them or oh that their boy. feelings are hurt. This is the end of the world. You're the only person for me, that type of scenario. You know, the back when we were in high school. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, here you go. You've got a situation where at the front end you can say, hey, look, you know, I'm just not feeling it, and the person will keep going, or the person will go, all right, well, next. It could go either way. Yeah. Or you can go on a date, and you can say to someone right when you see them, hey, you know what, you misrepresented yourself, this date's going nowhere, I'm calling it off right now. And the person can go, all right, well, you know what, I think I had that coming to me, and I'll just be going now. Or they can just absolutely give you the middle finger, spit in your face, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I was thinking about that. That's an interesting point in the sense that if they do that, you're so much better off without them. Well, all right. Well, let me finish. Okay. And as I've as I've demonstrated here, as I've shown everybody listening, you can go out with someone and try to be nice. And at the end of the date, after you've paid for paid for everything, after you've endured this hardship of being with this person who misrepresented herself, you can still get you can still get this person really worked up and upset and feel like they've been mis- you know, disrespected or whatever. As long as you act with integrity, as the person is trying to let someone down easy, then really, you really just can't let yourself be bothered too much by how they respond, can you? No, I guess not. But you know, that leads me to the next question. Okay. And I want all our listeners to respond to this. This is, is a questionnaire. This is a survey. Okay, so write us and tell us the answer to this one. Right. Write to me, Emily, at... Emily at datetoorder.com. D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R. And let me know how you want to be let down, how you want to be let go easy. <laughs> E-M-I-L-Y, by the way, not E-M-I-L-E-E or something like that. It's E-M-I-L-Y at D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. Now, I'll tell you that my friend who brought this interesting question up last week, we were talking about this, and I said, okay, now if we were to honestly tell you why we're not interested or that we're not interested, do you really want to hear it? He says, yeah, oh, and he thought about it. No, not really. Do you really want to hear the why someone's not interested in you, or do you rather have some lame excuse or not hear nothing at all? I don't think it really matters. I think it does. Do you think it really matters to hear why someone's not interested in you? I had someone ask me, and they're like, why is it you're not interested in me? I want to learn from my mistakes right. so that I won't repeat them again later. The only reason why I was honest in telling them why it didn't work between us is because he was sincere. He wanted to learn from his mistakes. Well, I think you hit on it. I think if someone actually would would respect what you told them, and take it to heart, then maybe it'd be worth telling them. But I think when people are interested in you and you're not interested in them, 
I think there's too much emotion in there for them to feel good about whatever reason you're going to tell them that you weren't interested. And it goes back to... I think logic goes out the window in those situations. <laughs> I, think, I think most people are going to have to figure out elsewhere why they're not succeeding with the members of the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I thought that was pretty... The way it was approached to me was pretty nice. I thought that was pretty... Um, Rare. Rare, but with a lot of dignity and respect because... Okay, there's some integrity He there. was growing right. from it. Okay, well, maybe if you've been... If you're, if you're young and you haven't dated much... Or you're very newly divorced and you're just trying to, you know, get your sea legs again out there dating, whatever that means. Then, you know, the first couple times you feel like you, you must have done something and blown it. If you really have the mentality where you're going to learn from this and you really have that much self-esteem and you have that all figured out. Asking the person who broke up with you what it was that contributed to that happening. And letting them work. know. And letting them know you're not asking so that you can pursue them. <laughs> right, yeah. So you can so you can come up, so you can, like, overcome the objection like right. a salesperson. Because yeah, she definitely isn't yeah. going to admit to it. Right, or him. that's right. Let them know that, okay, I accept that the ties are severed, but could you please help me for future reference? reference. And Maybe, but I'm still skeptical because I think there's still that overcoming the objection fear. I didn't feel it. Not in this case, at least. One case. There was one case. One case. One case. Wow. Well, I, I, I felt comfortable enough to say, okay. Well, you know, after trying to pry it out of me, I finally said, okay. So I, I, I just told him, because he thought it was some silly thing like this creamer went flying through the air and almost hit me and landed on the floor. I'm like, no, that was actually funny. Oh, no. I mean, isn't that true? People will go out on first dates and think that some physical comedy feature, like, you know, I spilled something or I forgot to do something or I sat wrong, or whatever, is the reason that that blew it for you. I mean, I've read dating advice columns where it's like, oh yeah, we went out on a first date, and I dropped my coat in the puddle, and it got all muddy, and so I didn't have a coat for the rest of the night, and needless to say, there was no second date, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that couldn't possibly be the reason why there was no second date. No, if everybody drops their coat in a puddle. It makes you more memorable. Yeah, I mean that is probably the reason the person gave, or the reason the person must have figured when there was no reason given. But the fact that you dropped your coat in the puddle of mud wasn't the reason there was a second date. That was right. just a convenient excuse. Yeah. Right. So if you're the person being rejected, the chances I think are that you're never going to know why, because people don't want to tell you that. But look for patterns if you're being rejected that help you go back and say, okay, if I'm being given the just be friends talk by every single woman I meet, and they say, I'm just such a nice guy, then what you're doing is you're not being male enough if you're a guy towards these women. What about a woman who's getting the JBF talk? Then she's not being feminine enough. She's sending the vibes across that, you know, she's just not available. It's the exact same thing a man would do in reverse. I believe. You know, there's something about that woman that makes her undateable, makes her not feminine, makes her more someone I want to hang out with and treat her like my sister than someone who I just, I'm feeling it for. You know, mm. that sexual feeling for. And men are attracted to women. Women are attracted to men. Confidence is sexy. Um, the ability to come across as someone who is available is very sexy. If someone is distant, they don't have a lot of self-confidence, 
and they don't carry their gender roles effectively, they're going to land in the just be friends zone more often than someone else. So when you've got these things going on again and again, if you're hearing the same things over and over, guys, gals, anybody, if people are going, you know what, I just need to get out of here right now, you are creeping people out. Then you're doing something unwittingly to make people think, and eh, you know what, I'm just totally creeped out. I'm not interested in them anymore. Now, you know what, I'm going to go back a few steps here. We talked about rejecting people either by phone or not answering it or by email. Right, by email. I'd rather do it by email. You'd rather do it by email? I'm sorry, I may be a coward, or I'm just that afraid of hurting someone's feelings. How impersonal. So much easier to do by email. Because then you don't get an argument. Well, they can respond back to me, but I don't feel or hear their pain or their whining or anything. (laughs) What a wimp. I know. It just hurts me to have someone in pain. Well, it happens a lot, right? Well, not that you put people in pain. I wasn't out there too long. (laughs) I'm saying it happens a lot that people do respond to people with disinterest by email. Yes. Now, I would say if you've been dating for a while, don't do that. No, if you've been dating for some time, one date just or two one dates. date. Okay, I might be with you there. Now, what if you have been dating for a long time and it's time to break up? You need to do that face-to-face. That or has to be face-to-face. bare minimum on the phone. And I think you have to have real reasons, and I think it needs to be a discussion. Yes. And you need to really not Wait. let emotions come into it. If you know it's time to break up, then... People need closure. People need closure. Please give it to them. Well, I think with that, it's time to close this podcast. It's been fun. It has been fun. This has been a completely different pace for us, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. We jumped right into it, and we just kept going. Ladies and gentlemen, you already have a challenge from Emily to email us, or email her, at E-M-I-L-Y at D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R dot com, Emily at date to order dot com, and tell us what you think we missed. Tell us... If you were going to get rejected or if you were rejecting someone, tell us how you would go about doing it. And we've also got another challenge for you. If you like what you're listening to, please either vote for us on Podcast Alley or any of the other podcast sites where you can do that. What that does is it helps us improve our rank with those websites and helps us bring us more listeners and that helps keep us on the air. The other thing you can do is write a review for us at iTunes. We love to listen to every single one of them, good or bad or indifferent. And that also helps us get a higher visibility with iTunes and helps us get more listeners. We appreciate that very much. We've already got a ton of listeners everywhere. We appreciate your emails. Like I said, you can email Emily at emily at date2order.com or you can email me. Emily gets a lot more emails than I do. But my email is scott at date2order.com, S-C-O-T. Just one T in Scott. I know it's misspelled. You can blame my mom and dad and take it up with them. But that's how it is. And um, we've also released that book about cooking for your date. We did that this week. The book is called Cook for Your Date. It's fantastic. 220 pages long, over 50 recipes. Not only cooking for your date recipes, but all the dating strategy involved also. If you want a perfect evening for two, check it out. It's at romantic-dinner.com. Not plural dinners, just one dinner in that. Romantic-dinner.com. Yeah, I've seen this. This is very thorough. Oh, you've seen my book. I've seen yeah, book. Practically you covered everything. Me, yeah. I don't think you missed anything. And, of course, the first book was called DeserveWhatYouWant.com. That's still there also at DeserveWhatYouWant.com. And the book being called Deserve What You Want. And the book is available at DeserveWhatYouWant.com. 
which is our portal, and uh, all the things X and Y are found there. The next book I'd like to talk to you about real quick, it's going to be called How to Manage Your Wildly Successful Dating Life. Never has there ever been a book written for people who are already wildly successful dating. We want to help you be able to manage your dating life so that you can get what you deserve after you deserve what you want. I wish I'd had that when I was single. You and me both. I know there's a need for this book. Usually, sometime after people learn how to deserve what they want, they need to learn how to manage it all, right? That's the hardest thing. That's, well, I don't know if it's the hardest thing. It was for me. Thing. It's an important thing. So we'll have that coming up for you sometime before Christmas, sometime before the wedding. And we thank you for listening from the bottom of our heart, and we will keep doing these podcasts for you. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily Grillo. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you again soon. Be good.